0: Come heavy or don't come at all. You leave your pieces on that's your call. It never paid to be merciful. Come heavy or don't come at all. Come heavy or don't come at all. It is Thursday, March 18th. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Hitter Sports Betting Podcast. I'm T-Man, your host, with Stapes. And a special guest to cover the weekend slate of European soccer, as well as provide a recap for the midweek slate that just occurred. Uh, we're joined here with Salty. Salty, how are you doing?
1: Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. What an honor. Are you kidding me? I'm on the show. <laughs> doing great. It's been a while. We've been talking about it for a bit now. It's nice to kind of get it all together. So I'm excited, man.
2: Yeah, this is huge, Salty. We uh, we finally got someone who can chat a little soccer with us. Uh, you have so much experience with the uh, this sport, um, playing, coaching, uh, like we said before on this podcast, um, the times you've been with Jonathan David, uh, playing o- over in France now for Lille. Um, so yeah, just your experience is going to help so much. Uh, talking about certain teams, certain clubs, uh, certain leagues. Uh, but like T Man said, we'll uh, we'll touch on the uh, the Champions League. We'll go over Europa. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, quarterfinal draw that happens tomorrow morning, Friday, 6 a.m. And then we'll touch on a little bit of the weekend slate, um, see what's going there, see what interests us, uh, you know, certain certain games. Uh, I know we were just talking off air salty about uh, the FA Cup. Uh, there's yep. a couple games in the Premier League, but uh, I think there's going to be a little bit more focus on the FA Cup this weekend. So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll get... We'll get right into it, and uh, it's good to have you here, Salty.
1: Good to be here, boys.
2: All right. Yeah, without further ado,
0: boys, you know what? I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to watch the magic happen, but let's start with a recap of what had just occurred. Let's specifically, let's start with the Champions League. Um, let's go back to Tuesday, March 16th. Two games. Um, what what uh, what occurred, and what are we looking forward to next?
2: So, yeah, we had uh, we had a play. We had the first official play on Man City, Borussia Gladbach City halftime, full time, and under five and a half goals. And that cash. We had two goals in the first half from City. I believe the twelfth minute, the eighteenth minute, something sure. like that. And the anyway, that they... finish, mate. Oh
1: my What's goodness. that? The Runner's finish on that. Oh my
2: God, that was beautiful. I thought he I put a
1: hole in the netting there. That's insane.
2: <laughs> Team man, what did what did the announcer say? Um, an absolute an absolute firecracker firecracker <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, I love yeah that. no that was that was beautiful and then we uh yeah like city like city does they they held on to the lead and they cruised to a two nothing win so uh yeah I think we cashed that pretty easily uh so that was nice to see nice to start off the week with a winner
1: absolutely
2: um real madrid Atlanta. we didn't have much there uh we suggested maybe goals in that game but uh We didn't make an official play. Real Madrid won 3-1. They moved on. So uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see the Spain side in uh, the quarterfinal. I don't see a lot out of this side moving forward. But, uh, you know, good for them to get by that uh, uh, high-scoring Atalanta team. But uh, overall, we had a nice start to Tuesday. And I don't know, Salty, you want to touch on the City game? You're a big City fan yeah Um, what do you think of this year's city squad this is
1: i don't want to say it's do or die for them at champions league side of things but it's one of their last goes at it really if they want respect in europe you know they have their respect in england and the classic line is always that oh they can do it in england but they can't do it in europe so i this might be their best shot at it here they're everybody's healthy knock on wood obviously yeah everybody's healthy playing well Everybody's in form uh moving the ball well a couple little issues going on with the uh, the selection and and what's happening between between the the squad, but we can talk about that before the game, the, the FA match there. Okay. Um, but apart from that, no, I, like you said, I think this is this is it. This is their year if they really want to make a move. Uh, it's I don't want to say wide open because Bayern Munich is going to be tough to go against. And who knows yeah. what match up against them too, right? Like it could be next, this, this upcoming, uh, That's uh right. So who who knows? It's going to be interesting to see who they draw. Um, and we'll go from there, but yeah, they're firing all cylinders that like the runner finish. is unbelievable. Like, yeah. at, the balls coming to him at so much pace and he's able to re- like to hit that and keep it low inside that space because it was so tight near the net. It was unbelievable. It was, yeah. It was fun to watch, man. Some of those things that you see those coming in and like every time, like 90% of them, they just sky them or that you just miss hit them because it's so yeah. easy to miss hit that. And he just hit it. Per- you can't hit that uh, more perfect. It was unbelievable. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting.
2: And that's what bothers me with like these draws, right? So today in Europa, like we have AC Milan and man United battling a out in the round of 16. Yeah. To me, that's like a final four crop. Yeah. So like you said, like city could get Bayern Munich tomorrow. And then, yeah. like, literally, those are the best two teams in Europe right now, no question. Yeah, it's so like it, tough, it's it's tough. You to
1: think that's what makes it so unique, right? If you get March yeah. Madness side of things, and you have your rankings, and you kind of try and keep those top teams away from each other, but yeah, that's what uh, Champions League is all about. Well, before. you're gonna
2: play them eventually, right? Exactly. If you get to exactly. the final, so you gotta Honestly, beat them the eventually.
1: If they're healthy and they're playing well right now, maybe a good thing to go right
2: away, right away. You know what I mean? Who it's knows? True. Like you don't. Yeah. If, if you don't you know what's going to happen after.
1: Exactly. If we do get yeah. them, then we might as well take them now, and maybe it builds confidence and you get through them. But like you said, you're going to have to go through them at some point. So. Hey.
2: Exactly. Um. Okay. Moving on, team men Moving
0: on. So the Wednesday games. Um, two more games on Wednesday. Uh, another official play that we had. Um, Bayern Munich, Lazio. Uh, thoughts on this game. Bayern took a 2-1 two, uh, two, uh, win against Lazio. Um,
2: Stapes, what can you tell me? Yeah, so this this one was kind of over after the first leg. Um, Bayern Munich were up 4-1. They had four away goals. Uh, all they really had to do was, you know, exactly like kind of city cruise to a whatever, a draw or a nice win, whatever. And my thought process going in was like Bayern Munich at home, I don't, feel like they're going to settle for a draw or a loss. I still think they're going to try and uh, you know get the win. Uh, they're in good form right now, so they were going to try and keep it going. They had a pretty good lineup out, so I expected at least two goals. Um, we went for the team total, Bayern Munich, over one and a half. Uh, they got their two goals, but the, the trick was we needed Lazio to get on the board, and they found a late one to get us the winner there. Um, both teams to score and Bayern Munich team total over 1.5. So that cash, and that was huge, uh, giving us 2-0 on uh, the Champions League games that we had made plays. Uh, we didn't make anything in Chelsea-Atletico, but I knew that was going to be uh, a tight one. Like I didn't really know where to lead in this. Uh, the way Chelsea are obviously playing is incredible, so you can't really bet against Chelsea. Uh, but I just figured Atletico were going to go for that... And try and get that away goal, but obviously it didn't happen. Chelsea get a a late second goal to win two nil. Pretty much a one nothing game the whole the whole way through. I don't know if you watched any of that, salty or.
1: Yeah, I actually was watching more of the Munich game. I had to play on it too. I had uh, both teams to score under five, I believe. Yeah. Um, and so, pretty similar to what you guys had, and it, yeah. it cashed out with a late a late goal there, too. And I was basically what happened is what I was expecting. I was hoping Lazio would score a little sooner to not give me that much of a heart attack there. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, I was expecting Byron maybe go up one or two and then start subbing some guys off, especially this year where they're allowed a lot more subs. Um once they were up and they're up by a lot. Obviously when it was 6-0 there, they could start pulling their guys out. Yeah. Once you started seeing that, the momentum started to change a little bit, and that's when Lazio popped one in. Mm-hmm. I mean, credit to them for not giving up a 6-0 and you're still going for it. I'll you know, respect that uh give them the respect there. Yeah. Um for the Chelsea game though, I mean, like you said, it was a tough one to go because I, I was kind of expecting a bit more goals, expecting a better push from Atletico especially in at yeah. a match. Uh I was kind of I was thinking they would go up maybe one or one early, and then Chelsea would come back and either have a draw to win them the the leg or the the fixture. But, I mean, Chelsea's playing uh, so efficient right now. It's unbelievable. The way they're playing in their are attacking third, too. They're just moving the ball so quickly. They're, they're less touches. It's a completely different team uh, ever since Lampard's left. Um, so, I, they're fun to watch, man. And they're going to be a dangerous team, not only in the Prem. Obviously, the Prem season now is starting to come to an end a little bit here. But if they're going to be a tough out in this Champions League and you know, the way they're playing. Well,
2: the like, I was looking at who's left in this Champions League. Like, we got eight teams... And, like, where I kind of put Chelsea right now, like, I feel like after City-Munich, they're right there. Yeah. And, like, yeah. on any other given night, they can play Man City. I mean, they know what Man City does, and it's, like, they're two English sides. So, I don't know. It The way they're going, it's scary.
1: Yeah. They're confident, too. They're moving the ball. Like I said, it's a high-pressure pressure scenario, which I love. I think a lot more managers are moving towards that. And, obviously... It's a, it's a big front three. They spent a lot of money for that front three, and Tuka has a lot of experience dealing with that type of atmosphere and that type of squad. So you can yeah. tell he's really close enough for this.
0: All right. That's a great recap of the Champions League. Um, just finished today, Europa League. Um, wow, what a day we had. You know, Stapes, I was telling you, I, I like these, uh, these Thursdays. Europa, just eight games right away. Um, some drama, we'll put it that way, some of the games that occurred today. Um, you know what? Let's just take it from the top. Stapes,
2: what what occurred today? What are some standout moments uh, and thoughts going forward? Okay, so we had an official play on Rangers, Slavia, Prague. We had both teams to score. That didn't hit. We talked about Slavia, Prague getting on the board. We liked that. The concern was going to be Rangers. um, And that was the concern. Slavia got on early, 14th minute, I believe. Uh, Rangers were okay. Uh, they weren't great the first forty-five. Uh, I expected a bigger push in the second half from them, especially being at home here. Uh, the job that Rangers have yeah. done this year has been incredible for the Scottish side. Um, but yeah, about fifteen minutes in, red card, and I'm sure Salty's seen the picture uh, of of the the foot to the goalkeeper's head. Uh, just incredible the picture. It's it's going to be all over Twitter for the next few days. Um, but not only do they get a red card, they get a second red card about, uh, I want to say 10, 15 minutes later. So they're down to nine men. There's not a chance Rangers are getting on the board. Uh, so that one fell through overall two and one on the week uh, with the three plays we made. So we got to look at it that way, but let's talk about Europa and what happened overall. Yeah, Ajax get a win. They move on. That w- that one we knew. Yes. We're done with young boys. They They had their moment. We're done with Young Boys. They had their moment beating Leverkusen. That's over. Ajax looking like a great side moving forward. Um, Villarreal, as they should, <laughs> beat uh, Dynamo Kiev um, 2-0 with ease. Um, Man United, they beat AC Milan. They go to San Siro and get the job done there, winning 1-0. A nice little um, 48th minute winner by none other than Paul Pogba. <laughs> So good to see him back on the board. Um, Thought Shakar would give Roma a little push uh, being at home here, but they lost 2-1. Not much competition there for Roma. Uh, Arsenal lose the game to Olympiacos (laughs) 1-0, but they moved on because of their three away goals in the first leg. Um, Molde beat Granada 2-1, but still wasn't enough. Granada advance um, with their 2-0 win. Uh, in the first leg. Now, I left this one for last because this is where the drama will. Oh, my
0: okay. God. So so explain to me the past week for Dynamo Zagreb.
2: Okay. What, so what what, ha- what <laughs> absolute nonsense has been occurring over there? And I sent you this tweet, T-Man. It was amazing. Okay. So <laughs> earlier in the week, manager given a four-year jail sentence. Okay. So this guy resigns. He's, he's, he's going to jail. The director flees to Bosnia. He's gone. <laughs> like it's over here. In Dynamo Zagreb have no chance. They're down two nil, and they got to win now against Tottenham, and they got to do it in dramatic fashion. So what do they do? They win three nil like, against all odds, really. <laughs> well, they so they win the game two nil. Goes to extra time, and like I'm watching this, and like yeah, okay bails on they're throwing on all their subs at tottenham here like i'm thinking okay tottenham will win it here in extra time yeah no zagreb scores an extra time to go up and they win and advance on aggregate and they're moving on tottenham's gone jose Mourinho out tottenham are even they're they're struggling in the premier league right now and now they're out of europa What's going on with this Spurs side?
1: It's not looking good, man. It's really not looking good, and to me, it really has to do with their back line. I think I don't think the back line's steady enough to be playing at that level. They just they have some players, obviously, you know, additions with Bale, and you have guys like Lamella or uh, those guys up top, like the obvious ones like Kane and whatever. And <clears throat> when you don't have that back line, it kind of reminded me of city for a while there, where they really struggled to find a center back for a long time. That back line struggled before we were able to pick up guys like zone and Walker um, Diaz obviously this year, uh, just big, bigger names to come in and take over that back line is huge. And if you don't have a stable back line, it feels like it's, it's a disconnection between that front three and that middle area with their back line, where they're playing almost as two separate um, squads and not together. So that, they're not connected as a unit and they're not playing as a unit, which opens up all those gaps where you saw in that three, 0 loss where you kind of turn around and they'd come back with transition and to be wide open. And they had a lot of space to attack and go after, and you kind of leave that back four stranded. So that's kind of what I've been seeing with this first team. <laughs> I mean, when it's Mourinho, you never know what you're going to get, which is fun, but also uh, it's fun to watch from the outside. But when it's your, <laughs> when it's your manager, sometimes, you know, frustrations build up, especially when you're kind of, Mourinho is there to, to build that transition game on the counter and and absorb, 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 and use that exciting front three to, to jump back out and play. But when you're the one that's supposed to be attacking now, it's a whole new game. It's almost a different sport. <laughs> you're not trying to absorb. Yeah. You're trying to bring that pressure to them. And if you're not connected, if you're not used to doing that and you're connecting your three um, areas of play, it's gonna, you're going to struggle. And, and, I mean, you don't expect a 3-0 loss like that to happen, but yeah. they're just a vulnerable team at the back, man.
2: Yeah and you know when I saw Zagreb go up 1-0 I thought okay nothing crazy here but then I saw them score late 83rd mid, I think to 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 yeah, to so. go up 2-0 and I was like oh shit this might go to extra time here yeah. and then but again like I said okay Tottenham will wait it an extra time no Zagreb score Tottenham didn't have sun and I feel yeah. like he helps so much for Spurs Absolutely.
1: he, he kind of builds that connection right because he has so much pace and he's able he's a smart yep. player too he's able to kind of build like build that fluidity in the middle but yeah sorry i want to cut you off there
2: no no that's that's what I wanted to comment and like I just feel like Sun helps out Kane he helps out Bale so much mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. they're what they're that missing piece and Tottenham got beat because of it today
1: Yeah, I agree. I think like, he's so... I honestly think he's their most valuable player. I know the easy one's going to be Kane, but... No, but you're right. Like he he really puts those two together. He he allows that ball to get to him. He allows a transition to spark. He brings a defender across so that he doesn't have a lot more room, and so does Bale on the other side as well. So if you don't have that, a lot more pressure on Kane to to come up with something. And Kane is... Kane kind of reminds me of a more polished Jihou, where he's a a hold-up fella. He's a bit stronger. He's a bit bigger. He's got great finishing attributes, but... He's not someone that's going to always create something where Son can kind of has that creativity to create things and, and build a play up where you know Kane, Lewandowski. Uh, I love Giroud too, so I'll throw him in there. But guys like yeah. that, they'll, they'll finish, they'll hold the ball up. Obviously, Kane is on a different level than than Giroud, um, but the same type of player, and they need guys around them to bring that ball, right, and to move yeah. off, play off them. That creates their own space as well. So, yeah, man, I agree. I think not having Son there was huge or a huge disadvantage to them. And when he went down that Prem game, it was, uh, it was bad news for Todd for sure.
2: Yeah, and T-Man and I have been talking about Spurs a lot over this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've we've talked about how uh, Son and Kane together, what a dynamic duo, right? And we've yeah. kind of compared them to like uh, Inter, Lukaku and Martinez together, yeah. right? Yeah. Lukaku's not the player without Martinez and vice versa, right? Yeah. And we kind of look at that with Kane as the striker with Lukaku and then Martinez getting him the ball and creating those chances, like Son. For sure. So when we have, whenever we talk about these guys, um, if we're backing aside, side, we got to make sure either Son and Kane are in the lineup together. Yeah. If if one's out, one's on the bench or whatever the case may be, forget about it. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. the same way with Inter. If yeah. Martinez or Lukaku on the bench, no, forget about it. I want them out there together because they're just so good together.
1: Yeah, I agree. You need that combination together. Like you said, they, they complement each other so well, and without them, they're not the same player.
2: Yeah. So, Europa now, we have the quarterfinal draw tomorrow, like we said, on Friday, 6 a.m. We have Man United, Arsenal, Dynamo Zagreb, <laughs> AS Roma, Granada, Slavia Prague, who are going to be a problem for whoever they get, yeah. Villarreal, and Ajax. I also think Ajax will be hard to beat as well definitely um looking at these eight sides what do you think salty like granada villa real two Spanish sides uh i feel like their time might come to an end here
1: yeah i there's a lot of interesting clubs here like when i was talking about how champions league was looking open for city this it, it, is really open for united and i i really like how united's look so far ac milan's a tough squad to beat that's a, like you said, it could have been a final, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. two great squads going at it. Uh, I've always been a big supporter of Roma. Personally, I'm a huge Zeko man. I mean, he to yeah. me he was my favorite player grown-up, especially City guy. He was kind of in that era where I was learning really the game and trying to develop that. And I think he was kind of an unsung hero in that big match when we won. He scored the goal right before Bro did. So without him, we don't even win that first uh, Champions wow. League. So anyways, I have a soft spot for him there. I think yeah. he's a great leader. He looks like the guys love him around there too. He's got experience bringing in. Um, and I mean, Shakhtar... Five one result in any league, let alone Europa. I know it's not Champions League, but then again, like five one is still—it's nothing to to um, uh, to not look ahead. Right, Sorry, I just get my words there, but. Ajax, another powerhouse that's always been around. They're just a European squad that's always respected. They're eh? building. They build from within. That's what they're kind of known as. They were they're used as the the academy. So for years and years in, in the nineties, the Ajax was the academy that was modeled for all the other academies in the world because yeah. of how many guys and products were able to develop. And they still continue to do it. They just kind of seem like that team that's always around. They always find a way to develop players, find them in spots sell them get money to, to develop more players and they kind of get that role where Monaco started doing that as well for a little bit um obviously with their a lot of their that one team that went pretty far in the Champions League they started kind of blowing it up again but yeah it kind of reminds me of that's uh, a type of of squad where they they just keep developing developing players like Dortmund another good example there too right Dortmund
2: so, yeah exactly
1: Roma, Ajax um I'm gonna be honest with you I have a lot of buddies that are big Arsenal fans they're they're yeah, on them. I just can't trust them this year. Like oh, I want dude. to, I like Arsenal. They're they're a likable team because of the struggles they've been through for so long. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't see them really pulling out anything here. I, I would say United, Ajax, and Roma would be the three that I would really consider. Uh, like you said, those Slavia Prague is a good squad, but I mean Rangers. That's a that's a good team, and Stevie G's got a great program going there. They're playing well, so it, that again, it's no slight for them to beat Rangers. There's a lot of great names. It's open, but I would say Ajax, man- or Sorry, Ajax Roma and United are the three that I'm, I'm
2: yeah, concerned. and like I just mentioned Prague because they draw with Leicester at home and then they go to Leicester and win 2 0. Same thing here with Rangers, they draw mm-hmm. Rangers at home and then they go to Rangers and win 2 0. Like those are two sides that are pretty good, and Slavia Prague did a job on both of them, yeah. so who knows what they can do here down the road.
1: I agree. And they must be confident now too. It's happened twice. They feel like they belong to be there. And I mean, they're powerhouse in their own league, right? So they, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a good team. That's the thing that's, a, that's awesome about Europa. You get to see all these different countries yeah. kind of showcase their, their squad. So, well, that's what me and
2: T-Man were talking about uh, the other day. Yeah. All these little um, countries who throw together these leagues, like Slavia Prague, they dominate their own league. Uh, Zagreb, they dominate their own league Rangers, et cetera. Ajax. And to come together and play each other here for the best of the best, it's, 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 it's cool to see. Yeah.
1: For sure. Because you see that passion too, right? You're not only representing yourself and your team, but you're representing the league as well, right? So yeah, exactly.
2: League, yeah. And then Champions League. We have, from England, we have City, Chelsea, Liverpool. And then we have Bayern Munich and Dortmund from Germany. We have PSG from France. And we have Real Madrid from Spain. And then we have FC Porto from Portugal. The Portuguese side upsetting Juventus. I mean, we've talked about this already, Salty. Um, City look good. Munich look good. Chelsea look unbelievable right now. Anyone else? PSG Where is going to be their...
1: tough, too. Um, uh, yes. they, they're playing well. They're they're kind of finding their their grooves there, there as well. I know they're not first in their league. We'll talk about that a little later, maybe, when you jump on David's side there. But, um, no, I, I mean, PSG is always going to be a tough out, regardless of who, who ends up with them. Um, hmm. If I were to guess, I just I have this gut feeling that City is going to end up playing PSG in the next round, to be honest with you. They're not going to make it easy for City to keep going here. Okay, um, yeah. But, I would say those top four for sure. City, Bayern, PSG, Chelsea, which is no surprise. Obviously, they're two bigger clubs that are in there. Um, but hey, there's always there's always one team that finds a way to keep going. It's whether it's Monaco or whoever that 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 year is really buzzing. At one point, it was Borussia before they you know became that really big club that they are now. Yeah. Um, but there's always a club that finds a way to sneak through, and sometimes they make it to the finals or the, or the semis. Or they, they're always around, so don't look uh, at Porto like they're going to get destroyed in this next round.
2: Well, we didn't think they would get here, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anything can happen now. Um, sure. Dortmund so. can score. Holland is just unbelievable, right? So you yeah. never know. Uh, what you're going to get there, uh, yeah. Real Madrid, never know. Oh, uh, Benzema yeah. can uh shoot the lights out there, uh, having Zinedine yeah. Zidane as your uh, your manager there. Uh, there's
1: just so much pedigree in that lineup, you know. Yeah. What I mean? There's guys that have been around there, have won the World Cups that have, uh, well, not Benzema because he's uh, you know, we've heard that backstory of him with the yeah. French team there, but yeah. um, there, there's just a lot of pedigree guys that have been there done that there's no not as much anxiety maybe than coming into a big stage um but at the same time it's not the the usual real that we always see yeah,
2: exactly yeah
1: they, they're not the same team and it's going to be interesting to see how that has an impact on um on their side this there's rumors there's rumors i don't want to make anything official but there's rumors that they might be facing up against chelsea for the next round here uh there's a some leaks that are kind of going through so um we'll see how that goes i think if they do end up going together that chelsea would be I would favor Chelsea in that match. I just love how they're playing right now. I think that they are playing so well and so quick that Real, the older lineup, I know there's a couple new fresh faces coming in the lineup, but there's still the core still a little bit older. I don't know if they'll be able to keep up with that fast paced movement, that that quick tactic changes that Chelsea are moving right now. And then they're, they're kind of just overloading a side to flip over to the other because they're all three of their options up top or dynamic. So I, I would like Chelsea if that were to happen.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, was it City and real Madrid last year was that when they played in champions league yeah okay yeah and City took them pretty handily there Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken
1: yeah yeah it was uh it was one of those where kind of felt like that was one of the last blows for real right for that guy you kind of felt like oh this might be it for them
2: yeah and uh I believe Bayern Munich played Chelsea last year and took it to them yeah like but that'll be if that were the case this year I think it'd be a lot different Definitely Chelsea would, would actually ready. put a, yeah, up. Yeah, I think
1: Byron hasn't been completely pushed yet. I know that they, you know, they haven't been sailing as much as they, they did last year in their in their league. Uh, but when push comes to shove, that Byron team is is one of the best. Uh, that especially last year, one of the best of all time, I think. Really, in the past decade, I should say. Yeah. Like they would they would push with that City Liverpool team. Like they are. There's something to watch, man. Throughout the entire lineup, they have a good mix of just yeah. older, experienced guys, younger talent, uh, fluidity. They're, they're, they're just connected all over the place. They play so well as a unit. It's going to be so tough to break down that team. It's So I really hope, honestly, I know I'm a City fan. I really hope they end up playing together at some point. I hope they don't lose somewhere else because that combination of those both teams will be a treat for anybody, regardless if you're a, if you're a fan or not.
2: Yeah, like City, Bayern Munich. Wow. I wouldn't even touch that betting no. <laughs> wise like sit back and enjoy that that's just that's exactly. just pure class yeah um Liverpool what's going on what do you think with them
1: yeah I mean Liverpool's had a tough go uh, Injuries, I'm not eh? yeah I'm not super disappointed about it obviously as a yeah. city fan I think uh they've they've kind of given it to us for a couple years now so it's nice to to do the uh you know flip the switch a little bit um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough when it's always, when it's injuries, obviously you're not rooting for injuries or anything like that. They're not the team they used to be, or they was, I should say last year, yeah. because they still have the squad there. They're just not fit. Uh, but again, when you have a guy like Jürgen, he's been around, knows the champions league, understands the German teams. He understands Europe in general. He's been around for a while. Obviously Pep has that experience. to be coached, um, he was a manager at Byron as well, but, um, I think don't, don't count out Jurgen, man. Cause he always has tactically, he just always finds a way to, to give them a shot. And he also has that element of just passion and pure energy to his squad, where he'll oh, find yeah. a way to get them confident for a game. Like he, he's unbelievable at his his talks before matches must be unbelievable. Like the way yeah. he talks to the press or just the fans in general, the way he is, you can already see on the line in the, on the side lines and stuff. But it's a guy that you want to go through a wall for, right? Like he's that type of guy, and I'm sure the players do. You see it all the time. So um, Liverpool won't be easy out, but I don't think it's their year. I really don't. I just
2: yeah, but like and then. I watched them against Leipzig and two 0 both games. Leipzig's yeah. not a bad squad, and
1: not at all, man. They're, Leipzig away, like, Liverpool
2: won that. I was I was surprised. Um, so you never know what you're gonna see here, especially if Liverpool can draw someone, you know, maybe like a Dortmund or like a Porto yeah. and have a chance. They just
1: need to build some time. Give yeah, exactly. Some time. Like they can get their guys get back, get some people back. Yeah. Place. Yeah. So that's that's what's so exciting about this year's champions like any one of those teams could go out and win this thing obviously we have those two you know Favorites at the top there, but there's a yeah. lot of great squads. Like we have every year, but sometimes we kind of lose a couple here and there, depending on you know unlucky bounces and stuff. Obviously, UV was that team this year, but
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: what a match that was, though, man!
2: Wow, yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> I know you guys remember. already
1: talked about it, but wow, that was something else. Like, that's, yeah, I had a guy, yeah. I have a buddy with like, a huge Juve guy and Italian, like for like whole families. Like he took the day off just to watch the game with the family oh, and stuff. And it was something geez. else. So you had to recap on those, uh, yeah, on those penalties and what was happening or non penalties.
2: Yeah, we yeah. had a play on that uh, Juve game. We had Juve to win the game and under four and a half goals. So when Porto scored early, I was kind of in my pants because I was like, fuck, <laughs> Porto can't score an- another goal. Yeah. Um, or that would have killed the play. But uh, we got the 2-1 winner. Nice. And then it went to extra time. And Porto then found the away second goal. And then Juve tie it, but needed <laughs> yeah. that next one. Sorry. Juve go ahead, three two, but still needed that fourth Had an one. Aggregate. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. yeah, no, that was uh, that was an exciting game to watch, especially near the end. We didn't expect oh, yeah. that. It was good, yeah. yeah, yeah, really
1: good. Question: for you. What do you guys think of the system, like with aggregate and the two legs and all that stuff? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you I know you guys are, are footy fans, but like more a bit more recent, maybe that you you know you came from like hockey or different sports and you yeah. kind of been learning the game as you go. What were your original thoughts on the aggregate and the two legs and stuff?
2: Um, I don't mind it. I think, though, like if you're going to do a one game, I don't think it should be a home game. What I didn't realize was how important, coming into soccer and watching soccer more, uh, the importance of being at home is incredible. Like it's huge to be in your own stadium. So if you're going to do a one game, I think it should be on a neutral siding. Um, But because they do the aggregate with the two, um, one being at home, one being away, I don't mind it. Because it gives a chance both sides. My concern is like, who starts at home? Is there a, is there a way yeah, to determine seed,
1: that? T- the top seed, I believe, usually ends at home.
2: Top seed usually ends at home.
1: I believe okay. so. I might be mixing that up. I kind of get confused, but I'm pretty sure the top seed gets to end at home and start away.
2: Okay. Yeah, that would make sense then. Because, because that is the right way. I think, yeah. yeah. Give the home team uh, the last chance. Yeah. Right.
0: And you know what, as somebody, I'm probably the, the newest footy fan, Yeah, realistically. And I, I think it's a great system, to be completely honest. I like the whole aspect of two games. And then if there's a blowout, say, one game, yeah. realistically, that will potentially override well, that's the, the subsequent cool part. game. And, yeah. I, and I think that, that puts a lot on the line because you could lose a game. And if it's close enough, you can still bounce back that next game, yeah. right? So I... I Getting into footy has has been interesting. We'll put it that way because, like, I didn't even understand, say, like what the Europa and say what the Champions League were. But to, yeah. to learn it all, uh, I, soccer is so well done. Yeah. Um, just in terms of keeping it interesting, keeping it competitive, uh, yeah, it, it's easy to become a fan of the sport, and, and you understand why it is really the biggest sport in the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. and that's what you said. Like, a team could lose three nil in the first leg. Yeah. but then they could go win 3-0 back at home just mm-hmm. because they're in their home barn. Like, yeah. it's that big of a deal I mean, to be at home. Look at the drama behind Zagreb. Today, yeah, exactly. Right? And yeah. that's something that you could put a potentially wrote off initially. Like, if you would have told me Dynamo Zagreb when they went to Tottenham and lost 2-0, they didn't have a chance. No mm-hmm. chance. And then they go back home and win 3-0. Mm-hmm. Well, 2-0 and then the one extra time. Yeah. But, like, my God. What yeah, a that, difference that makes.
1: Yeah. It's, awesome. so, it's so fun though, right? Like it adds that extra element of it and it's unique. Yeah. That's the cool part too. It's different, it's unique. Uh, the home and away is fun. The away, the importance of the away goals too is huge. Cause not only- I love you, that. Right. Yeah. Cause you start at away if you're the top seed. So right yeah. away, you know, it's important for that match too. And then you go home and you have that side. So it, it just, every game has different elements. Like it's just so different and unique in that sense. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. When they talk about those all important away goals. Yeah. That yeah, fires yeah. me up. Like yeah, if a team- like Bayern Munich when they went to Lazio and scored four, like job done, good, mm-hmm. moving yeah. on. Like four yeah. away goals, that's huge. I yeah, love it. It's
1: like going four and a half up, right? Like that's what I just yeah. want about it. And then
2: exactly the It's like it's a
1: three nil. If you're losing by three at home, you pop one. In, I'm sorry, if you're losing at three in the first game and you're away, just having that one goal away can huge bring you back into the into the leg, right? So the second leg. So it just it kind of brings that first leg. It gives it more importance depending on who's leading or not, whatever. So it's it's fun. I, I love it.
2: And that's what they were saying with the first leg of Juve Porto. Porto went up 2-0. Juve found a late one, 85th. But all they were saying was how important that goal was. Yeah. And it's true because it helps them on the way, on the way back, right? Having yeah. that away goal. If they hadn't scored that away goal, Porto scored right away uh, on the road. It would have been job done. Game over. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that away goal is pretty cool. It's, it's important. It's... It's good. I like it. I like the, uh, the aggregate home and away. Yeah. Thanks.
0: All right. Enough about the midweek slate. Let's turn our attention to the weekend. Stapes, I I know you're not too pumped about this weekend games, but, uh, I I know you got something on your mind. Uh, tell me what are your thoughts heading into this weekend?
2: Yeah. In my head, there's not a lot of value plays this weekend. Um, I felt there was more midweek and other weekends especially with March Madness going on a little bit more of an importance there, but uh, no, there's not, uh, there's not much I love here. Uh, I start with the premier league and there's not much going on. We have FA cup matches this week, um, but there is interest in those Uh, city are going to Everton. I think they get a job done there. Um, And Chelsea are at home against Sheffield, Sheffield United um i think they get the job done there so the way i kind of look at this is i was looking through the bigger leagues and kind of looking at certain games that you know just will win on the money line so like if you parlay city if with uh chelsea and then i was going further into it um i found a game on friday so tomorrow uh leipzig play armenia byfield leipzig are gonna win that game mm-hmm. if you're parlaying Leipzig with City, with Sheffield United. Um, I even saw that Juve play Benevento uh, at home. Juve is trying to push to catch Inter as best as they can. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think Juve lose that. So you parlay those four together, I really don't see where that screws up. Leipzig are going to win. I think the two FA Cup games, City are going to beat Everton. I think Chelsea is going to beat Sheffield United. And I don't see why Juve uh, will lose or draw to Benevento. So I'm probably going to make that as an official play. Um, I'm going to look into it tonight. We'll tweet it tomorrow. But good chance those four in a little parlay. That that looks good to me. You'll get plus money there for sure. So that looks really uh, attractive in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. And I think uh, just going back towards the FA Cup there, I um, I obviously, talking about City right away, the, probably the bigger matchup. Um, having them play Everton, It's not an easy game. Uh, it's like Everton's still a decent squad, but the way City's rolling right now, the confidence they have, especially from the the Champions League side that they're going, they they, they look so comfortable playing uh, on Wednesday there. So uh, I love this. I love the City play, like you mentioned. The one thing I will add though, there's a little bit of stuff. When I was talking about City earlier as well, I mentioned there's maybe some stuff happening with the squad when Aguero came off the pitch after the Champions League match, he was talking about how he wasn't getting the ball. He wasn't getting passes. He wasn't getting the ball and whatever was happening with the play. And you could notice it too. He wasn't um, the first option a lot of times for the player. So you have to think, is there something happening? Are the guys kind of looking somewhere else? Do they not believe in Aguero? The same capability coming from injury, maybe in sessions, he's not, doesn't have the same um, tempo or energy that the other guys have. So I would assume if, if he starts, I would look into how Pep is going to talk to certain guys and see if he can build up Aguero because they do need him. Jesus is is playing well and you have that option to throw uh, uh, Silva there as a false nine with the, you know, as they play with a super, as a very fluid matchup, but Aguero is still world-class. I think he, this is definitely his last year at a top league. I don't think he comes back um, with City. He's going to go somewhere else and figure something else out, but if he does start, or if he even gets on the pitch, I would look for. They're going to be looking for them for sure. I think they're going to try and build his confidence. I think Pep is going to talk to the guys and see if they can find a way to get him going again because mm-hmm. Jesus is playing well, like I said, but he's not a number. In my opinion, he's not a number one guy. They, they, he, he's shown abilities to be that guy here, and everybody's not consistent. So they're going to need a world to get back uh, to form if he can try and build his confidence. So I would, I would look into it. We'll see what the the lineup looks like, especially if he starts. I would maybe sprinkle a little bit on that. Say that anytime goal scorer um i mean any anybody that plays up top for city is going to have an amount of opportunities during the match so that plus they're i think they're going to be looking for a little extra this week
2: so check lineups make sure aguero's starting um make sure city have a solid lineup i'm sure they will like we talked about off air um their lineup their bench it's just whoever they put out there it's going to be a solid squad anyway
1: yeah and i I think that the city, they're not they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to say it. But I really do think they're going to push for that four trophy, that quadruple that they that they have the ability to do this year. Yeah. Something that's rarely ever done. Uh, something that would be a nice leg up on Liverpool as well. I would say, oh yeah, you had yeah. a couple of good seasons, but here, here's this for us. We're going to raise you with the quadruple. So I think there's a lot more importance in this FA Cup that you might think. Uh, so And I can't see Pep not rolling an 11. That's going to be elite. And that's going to be really yeah.
2: everything I agree. So the quad you were talking about, Champions League, mm-hmm. FA Cup, the Premier League, which they pretty much have locked up already. Yeah. And then which one's the fourth? The Caribou? The yeah, League Cup. Caribbean okay. Cup. Okay. So they're basically one away from winning the EFL. Um, They're close here with um, the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. They've almost pretty much locked up the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And they have a very good chance in Champions League. So like, yeah, no, this, you're, you're dead on here. This is Pep's going to throw out a competitive 11 yeah. and they're going to get the job done here against Everton. I don't even think Everton have, have as Rodriguez. I think no, he's, he's hurt. Still out. Yeah. And Decore is out, I think.
1: Yeah. It's going to be tough for Everton to be. So those. yeah. It kind of brings up like the, the situation we're talking about with son, you know, the heat Rodriguez is that guy for them. So
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause at the start of the year, when they had him, they had Decore, uh, Calvert-Lewin was going, Richarlison, uh, they had Allen from Napoli. They were good. Like, yeah. Everton was a good side to play at the start of the year. Absolutely. Um, I think
1: next year, too, if they can stay healthy and maybe add one or two more pieces. I love Carlo Ancelotti, too. He might be my favorite yeah. manager in the prime, to be honest. Him, hates hate St. Klopp, obviously, because of the rifles to, to yeah. the city. But Ancelotti is a, is a fantastic manager that's been around. He gets it. Uh, yeah. But he's a short man right now.
2: Yeah, so I don't see why City get the job done there. I think Chelsea, again, the bench they have. Uh, maybe Giroud starts there. Pulisic, like we'll too. see what uh, they throw it there. But either way, I think they roll Sheffield United. They're just an absolute mess right now. Um, RB Leipzig, they shouldn't lose tomorrow. I think they get the job done. They're still fighting for uh, first with Bayern, so... Yeah, um, That's a the game way they way. can't lose. And then Juve, like I said, they're fighting uh, Inter. They're quite a bit back still, but I think they're going to try and make a push now that, especially they're out of Champions League. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't expect them to lose much here going forward, and especially yeah. at home against Benevento. I think they yeah. get the job done. I agree. The last
1: one I'll add, and obviously it's a bit of a homer pick here, but I'll, I love uh, Lille against Nim. They're um, it's, I mean, Lille is kind of on a I don't want to say a slump here. They're they're not you know winning all their matches as they usually are with their forms, but they're still fantastic. So fantastic squad, still first place in the league. Uh, so they need to stay to to stay at that top spot with PSG pushing. So it's a desperate time for them. They need to get three points against a team that they should be able to beat. Uh, I don't know what the odds are going to be there. They are. I don't know if the the slump they're on might affect the odds. I I can't see them being too high. Uh, but if you want to mix it into a parlay, I think it'd be a pretty safe bet there.
2: No, and you're dead on there. 1.3, just like Leipzig, just like City. Um, yeah, Lille's at home, three points up on PSG right now. Uh, this Nim side, 19th out of 20th Whoa. in in yeah. Um So again, we talk about games they need to win. This is a game they need to win. PSG Absolutely. are playing Lyon.
1: It's a big match for them.
2: 2-3, right? So yeah. they could split points there or drop them. Who knows? What's going to happen there. But Lil, this game, they need to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: Yeah. for sure. And you can't can't win a championship if you lose those games. No, exactly.
2: And if they want to win this, that's a game they win. Put it in a parlay. I like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that looks good. Um, But overall, going over a couple more games uh, this weekend, the Premier League, not much. Uh, There's a good game on Sunday, West Ham Arsenal. Uh, The way the Hammers have been going they're hard um, not to back right now. Yeah. Arsenal coming off Europa game midweek, they'd be a little tired. Um, so good look there. I, I expect goals in that game. Yeah. I think yeah. West Ham can get on the board once or twice and I think Arsenal can get on the board too. So um, that's a good look there. I don't know. Yep. What do you think of the it, Hammers this, a, this year?
1: This is a tough one. I like I like both these teams I like their style of play. Uh, like I said earlier the, Arsenal just gives me that uh, they, they scare me, man, a little bit. They're not stable. They're not steady. Like you said, they there's two sides of it, right? They play Europa, so maybe they're tired, they're down a little bit, or they they, they do like to fluctuate. So maybe they're on they were on their downswing and they're coming back up. And so yeah. it's tough to kind of gauge. It's a game that would stay away from the official play just because it scares me a little bit on that side. I would, if there was one play, I would maybe look into both teams score. Uh, like you mentioned, two high pressured teams that do like to push the pace. So um, that would be something I'd look into because I think they're both going to be pushing back and forth and that it should be a, a pretty enjoyable game to watch. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. I just don't mm-hmm. know how much or if I will be putting anything on it. The um, West Ham is a good squad as well, though, man. I, I, I like the, I like the hammers. I like, um, You'll pass me on, I like that the way they play and how they go about it. So don't, uh, yeah, no, I, I would definitely look into that game and see, like I said, the only thing I would look into though would be both teams. Scoring.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to bet on side. Uh, yeah. Like you said, if there's quality lineups, I'll watch probably. It, it might be an in-play bet, but yeah. I won't make anything official either. Yeah. Moving on, Serie a, Uh Not much here. We talked about the Juve win, put that in a parlay. I think that definitely happens. Um, one of the games I was actually interested in just got postponed. Inter Milan was at home against Sassuolo, so I was kind of mm-hmm. looking to make a play there within Inter, but uh, that got postponed so that kind of eliminated that on Sunday though Fiorentina play at at home against AC Milan but again Milan they're struggling right now they can't score yeah um I think Zlatin's come back I think he played later today uh in the in the last half an hour against United so you never know there AC Milan technically are still fighting for first with inter but I think inter. And Juve are going to kind of run away with that. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to make any plays there. Roma-Napoli, that's probably the game of the weekend Yeah, uh, in Italy. It, so Napoli have been playing pretty good. They've been scoring. Uh, Mertens yeah. is back. Insigne is playing well. I don't know. I kind of like this what, Napoli side.
1: It, you know, it's funny. kind of it gives me the same type of match that we were looking at just earlier with West Ham and Arsenal. It's two yeah. good squads both. kind of in the middle pack that can both, yeah, both kind of go back and forth and score. Yeah. Um, it could go both ways, but like you said, I, I would, if I had to pick, I would probably go Napoli, even though I really like Roma. Mm-hmm. Um, Napoli, like you said, they're playing well they you know, it's, it's a great side. It's going to be tough, though. I don't think I can make a decision between both teams. But again, it's something I would look into with both teams to score because it's yeah. two teams I like to play high pace and high pressure. So um, it just reminds me of that Arsenal-West Ham game a lot.
2: Yeah, I would never try and choose a side here. Yeah. Um, Rome at home, especially. Uh, Napoli on the road. Um, I would look more goals here, go to yeah. that market. But other than that, nothing official there.
1: If, uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. If I oh. were to make maybe a little play here, I, I do like Atalanta bouncing back, uh, playing Hellas Verón and, and also Juventus playing uh, So if I would maybe, if you're going to look into an all-Italian, maybe a little parlay. Those are two teams that probably won't have too much um, too much money there. But if you parlay them together, you might be able to get a little plus happening. I'm not sure what yep. uh, Atalanta is looking like for odds, but yeah.
2: Yeah, you double your money with an Atalanta win. And a Juve win. So, Atalanta have to go to Verona and win, and then Juve win at home against Benevento.
1: Yeah. But I would, yeah. I would look into that. I, I might do that myself, to be honest. Yeah. With you. I, I don't know if it's official, but I think I will, I'll jump on, on that.
2: That's a nice little uh, play for odds there um, on Atalanta yeah. 1.7. Those are pretty good odds. Yeah. Uh, Verona is a team that can't really score. Um, yeah. And at, at Atalanta, they're just good side very good side. Full, full of fun, full of fucking goals there was Zapata <laughs> and Muriel and all those guys so yeah. good little squad there they have mm-hmm. um I guess I should ask you anything else that piques your interest in in Serie
1: A uh yeah apart from that I would say Atalanta and, and Juve um if we're looking at bigger names obviously Milan playing Fiorentina I don't know if i look on that though Uh, And then the other one, the only last one I would consider would be Lazio. Yeah, Um, That's also a decent one. But I I would probably just go Atalanta and Juve if I were to do something.
2: Yeah, keep it simple. I think that's uh, the smart play there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving forward, Bundesliga. Let's touch on the Bundesliga, T-Man. Favorite Um, league. (laughs) Friday, like we said, Leipzig going on the road against Byfield. I expect this to be... Low scoring, two, three nil, maybe Leipzig. I don't expect much from Byfield here. Uh, I think Leipzig should get the job done um, and do it pretty, pretty easily here. Uh, I definitely see that as a very good parlay piece. Um, like I said, with City and Chef, or sorry, City and Chelsea, and then Juve as well. Um, but yeah, Saturday, a few good games here. We got Bayern Munich and Stuttgart. Um, if I'm looking at a value play here, maybe a Bayern Munich win, but both teams to score, I don't know. Bayern Munich seem to give up those goals though. Win three one kind of games. Yeah. They're like I get it's Bayern Munich and they, they can score on demand, but like I always find they're leaky. They always give up that goal somewhere. They,
1: they are. And as much as I do love Davies, and he's the greatest Canadian player to play of all time, he, you know, you hear it in the guy the other in their teammates when they talk about him too, right? They say, oh, he's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. He's still learning. He's still learning mm-hmm. that position. I think their backline in general is doing that too. Yeah. Uh, a couple center backs could be a little bit older sometimes, uh, a little bit less mobile. So if they disappear, and then you're turning into a transition with those two guys there, it can cause some trouble. So. Yeah, I, I think that's, it's their strength and their weakness at the same time, if that makes any sense, having that yep. speed on the sides and able to kind of attack through their their wingbacks and overlap through wingers and kind of create that confusion at the top, but it leaves you a little vulnerable sometimes. So I think that's why you're kind of seeing a bit more games that are, they're a little bit more open. Yeah. But a lot of teams like doing that. You look at a team like Leeds that loves attacking and you yeah. know there's going to be goals in a league's match. Yeah, uh, And also another, probably my all-time favorite manager of all time Bielsa that's there I just I could watch any of his teams playing at any time just because it's going to be fun it's going to be fast moving fast pace he's gonna be passionate on the sidelines as well so I I think that's why you're seeing Byron kind of being a little leaky but yeah I mean Davies is learning they're all learning together so yeah I I don't know it's tough to say what's going to happen this weekend but I, I would say that's probably why they they've shown some some weakness in that sense
2: yeah and I mean you want to throw Byron in a parlay too um i have actually been kind of okay with this stuttgart side this year so something about that game just kind of rubs me the wrong way that's why i'm leaving it out of the parlay but
1: mm-hmm.
2: i i don't see why byron shouldn't win that game to be completely honest with you yeah um next one though dortmund going on the road to cologne they should get the win no Jaden sancho yeah. um but still, when you have Holland and those guys on Dortmund, I think they should score twice, and that should be enough to uh, get the win over Cologne. Yeah. Um, but again, Dortmund have kind of rubbed me the wrong way on the road this year, but they are playing way better of late. T-Man, we talked about this, Dortmund's games of late. Uh, ever since going to Sevilla, they've been kind of turning it on a little. So yeah. um, I'm going to watch that and see how they fare this weekend to see if they actually really got it going on here. Cause I'm curious how they're going to move forward in champions league, especially Frankfurt union Berlin next game Um, team. man, we've been on Frankfurt for a while here. I'm kind of a little hesitant of late the last two games they've played kind of, you know, slowed down a little, they drew with Leipzig, but that's a good game um but when they scored the one goal against Werder Bremen I thought that was a little iffy um and Union Berlin are a team that like to keep things tight so um it might be a little tough for Frankfurt to get that second goal I do think they get the get the one but I don't know if they'll find that second one which I think that's where you'll get your value if you're looking for a Frankfurt win or team total over 1.5 but Berlin are a they're a weird team they like to keep things tight and and try to win low-scoring games and and whatnot like that. I've seen it too many times with this yeah. this Union side.
1: No, I agree with that too. It's not something I would uh, feel comfortable looking at.
2: Yeah. Other than that, for me, um, like we said last week, t man, I'm I'm off by Leverkusen for a little bit. They've been uh, hurting me here lately. Uh, They haven't been feeling it, so I'm going to lay off them this week, see what they do against Hertha. Uh, But other than that, Gladbach's been a mess too, so who knows? Maybe they don't even win against Schalke. You never know there. But uh, Wolfsburg's been a side that's been pretty surprising. Um, I've kind of liked them of late, but I'm going to lay off Werder Bremen to me. I don't mind Werder Bremen. They're they're a mid-pack team, but they just seem to find that sometimes i don't know
1: yeah they remind me of like that old school stoke squad where it's so tough to beat them especially at home or something like that they just find that yeah. they just sit well together they play as a unit and it's just a hard game to go and and beat them so yeah i like you said i do like wolfsburg i think it's a team that's going to be on you know on the upswing as well but I, it's not a game where i would uh feel comfortable again i don't feel like that's the one that i would jump in on
2: yeah there's not much that piques my interest here in in the bundesliga this weekend um other than the leipzig parlay piece but uh yeah i don't know salty where do you what do you see here in in the bundesliga this weekend
1: yeah i th- like i was looking at it earlier too and it's kind of you hit it on the nail there on the on the head there when you said that you have those big squads that are probably going to produce or not probably they should be able to produce Dortmund and Bayern. Um, And obviously uh, with RB Leipzig as well, there's a couple, like you said, that are interesting, but they're just playing a team that's not a very open style play. So you can Mm -hmm. just get easily caught into that trap where they're just sitting back and you can't find that open space in the attacking third. And it just becomes such a stressful thing to watch when you know that the possession's there, they're moving the ball, but they just can't break down that back line. And I think that's might be what be happening here. The couple of draws might be pulling out of those matches. So I, I don't know which one is going to be the draw. So I won't yeah. be able to, to, to sprinkle
2: any of that. Exactly. You feel like there's going to be a draw somewhere and you don't know yeah. where. So exactly. just lay off. Now, I skipped over this game, but I want to come back to it, Salty. I want I want your take on this. Friday, tomorrow. We have Fulham at home against your boys, Leeds. What do you think here?
1: I love Leeds, man. I'm going to be honest. I'm, yeah, I I'm a Leeds guy for, like I, I mentioned a couple times, but uh, I really do think Leeds pull out here. Um, they, they've been needing a win. They've been playing big squads as well. They've had a tough schedule lately, so I think they're, they're craving that matchup here where they think they can really expose Fulham at the back. Um, they're going to be throwing everything but the kitchen sink at them, which is Dielsa's uh, tempo, which is so fun to watch, which is probably why I enjoy enjoy them so much. But yeah. I know I think that they, they have a bounce-back game here. Like I said, tough schedule. Been looking for a win or a draw. They've had unlucky chances. Uh, there's a, I forget who they were playing a couple weeks ago, but I remember I was talking to you, Stapes, about it too. I was like, they had two, three chances in the first five, mm-hmm. ten minutes. West if they can Ham. Score, West Ham, that's right. And that's tough that's a tough team to play against. And they, they score on one of those two goals at the start, Uh, a couple of disallowed goals too, where they, it was very, very close. Um, It's a completely different game. So I think they are uh, a team that can compete with anybody, but they're that one middle pack team that can really take care of the bottom fairly easily if they can find their game. So I I would look at if there's a decent value there, I would definitely look into leads against Fulham.
2: Yeah. Leads to win 2.8 odds. So those are pretty good uh, set of numbers there for that. I'm just going to take a look here. I wonder what draw no bet is. Draw no bet 1.9 for Leeds. They tie, you get your money back. I mean, that's a pretty good look. You can double your money with a Leeds win and your money back on a draw. So, as long as they don't lose, which we don't think they should lose to Fulham, but.
1: No, I wouldn't um, think so. I mean, Fulham's, I mean, any team in the Premier League is going to be tough to beat, but I think
2: uh, Leeds is that one or two team in
1: the middle pack there where they can really put some damage on one of those bottom squads.
2: Yeah, beautiful. I like it. Um, I don't have much in La Liga. I, uh man and I, we kind of talk about Atletico Madrid usually. Um, not much yeah. on Barcelona or Real Madrid, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. The way they've been over the years, getting older, we don't really uh, look towards them anymore. Um, Atletico are fighting for the top spot, right? They're trying to hold on, so um Sevilla, we try and touch here and there, but not not very often. And to be honest, right now this weekend, there's not much that uh piques my interest in in La Liga. Sociedad play Barcelona; should be a good game. But other than that, nothing really gets me going.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same. Nothing really sticks out. It's kind of similar to the Bundesliga league there, where the bigger squads should pull out. But then again, I mean, when you're talking bigger bigger squads, Real and Barça, you never know this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see much here to be honest with you, apart from Atletico. But again, I don't think that would be any, any real, yeah, not much value that, there. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't really touch La Liga this weekend.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, we touched on Lil Nim. We touched on uh, PSG and Lyon. Anything else in Ligue 1 that uh, piqued your interest there?
1: Marseille Nice is going to be a good match.
2: I think there's um, goals in that
1: game, salty. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I, I look, I'm seeing that as a very fluid open game. Yeah. Uh, whether you want to go both teams or just go on and over, I think that's something to definitely look at for sure. I, and that's the game that really popped to me. Like the, the first game that really popped in yeah. my eye. And I think, like you said, it's going to be open game, have some goals to it. And it's going to be a fun game to watch anyways.
2: I've been looking at this Nice side um, over the last couple of weeks, a lot of goals in their games. Yeah. And uh, Marseille is always a side that you'd expect to score. Right. So yeah. I think yeah, good little game there on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Could look for goals there. I think that's a good little play, but other than that, yeah, Lille yeah. should get the job done at home. Yeah. And PSG Lyon will be a a good uh good game to end the Sunday slate in in yep. Ligue 1.
1: I man, I don't know what it is about Ligue 1. Every time I see a game, every time I watch a game, it's it's exhausting. It's yeah. such a fast-paced league. It's so physical. It's it's fun, don't get me wrong. I, I like watching the game, but ever since I was watching, especially when I was a kid and stuff and growing up too, I, I just remember that game being, that league is such a physical yeah. game where I think that's why David does is starting to find his ranger to get to not only get used to that physicality of the game, but he also gets to use his speed because it is a very raw league where that speed can really be at his, at his um, for his advantage there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to add that on the league because every time I watch it, I just know it just looks exhausting. It's nonstop back and forth physical matchup. So yeah.
2: Yeah, we don't do much a lot of league, but uh, we've been kind of touching on more yeah. lately. It's been starting to gain some traction as of late. I think yeah. you touched on it earlier
0: when we talk about, say, uh, uh, La Liga leagues like that. We don't give a lot of love to, but uh, we're definitely we're starting to give a little bit of love to the French league as of late.
2: Especially going forward here with Lille holding that top spot, PSG, yeah. Lyon, Marseille coming mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. trying to catch them. It's it makes it more exciting, right? There's uh, yeah. a little bit more meaning in some of these games, so. Um that's why I kinda look at who's playing who here and, and what's at stake kind of thing.
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree. That'll be fun. Fun ending to that league.
2: But yeah, other than that, uh not a whole lot. Like I said with that little parlay that we talked about at the start. Um I'll be doing more about that tonight. And um if I make that official, we'll plug it in on the the good old Twitter handle. The Twitter account. We haven't <laughs> plugged that at all.
0: I no. guess uh, as of late, because we've been having guests on, we, we've just been off our mark in terms of that. Uh, Heavy hitters ninety four, follow us there on Twitter. Uh, come interact with us. Uh, obviously, we already interact with Salty, uh, Salty, one oh, of yeah. our early uh, supporters <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, definitely. Hey, appreciate
1: sorry, I'm to interrupt. Just Riley Craig also jumped in on some action of you guys this weekend on the on from Twitter, and he was texting me about it, how uh, he won some money because you guys. So, oh really? People are listening. Yeah, man. People are listening. Looking at those plays. So here you go.
2: We're um, getting some supporters, so that's awesome. I'm real beautiful here. <laughs> well, if I throw out that parlay, um, it'll be on Heavy Hitters 94. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But, I again, I, I just don't see how that's going to lose uh, yeah. unless somebody really screws up there. But um, other than that, Salty, you know what? This has been awesome to have you. We're I'm definitely going to have you again. Yeah, Salty, um, no pressure. But, yeah, we would definitely love to have you again.
1: I'd love to, man. Let me know. We'll set it up.
2: Especially, like, after tomorrow when the um, the quarterfinal draws are announced with Europa and Champions League. I think yeah. next week that would be a great idea to come on and kind of break down the matchups maybe. Talk about those, okay. those games. I think yeah. that would be sweet.
1: Perfect. Let me know, man. I'd love to come on. That was a ton of fun. Thanks, boys. Perfect. Awesome. All right, Perfect. team,
0: man. Well, in that case... Well, folks, that concludes another episode of the Heavy Hitter Sports Betting Podcast. Once again, thank you so much for showing up. Um, Salty, it was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I think you added a a great addition to the crew. You're able to definitely interact with Stapes and provide some additional knowledge that uh, we often don't touch on. Um, You know, I say it at the end of every podcast, but uh, Stapes, as per usual, it was a pleasure. And in this
2: case, Salty, once again, thank you for coming on. Let's have a fucking successful weekend here and we'll get Salty back on next week and we'll talk a little sure. more Champions League and Europa. Can't I wait for it. it. Fucking